Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're here to cover episode. Sorry, not cover. We're here to do episode 48 of Shonen Ronin. And we are here to cover issue 32 of Weekly Shonen Jump. So without further ado, let's show our beautiful faces of the crew of the panel. And let's start the show. How are we all doing on the lovely afternoon, Sunday afternoon? How are we all doing, Sam, Kendall? Gladly to join us. Thank you very much. You're good. Uh, another sad. Another Sunday, another weekly show and jump. Apologies yeah. that we were not able to go live last week. A lot of us was on break, and uh, we were had some uh, we had plans to do. But hey, we are back. Hey, today. life was there, just like Alvis said. It anniversary, and thank you, Alvis. I had a beautiful anniversary, great time, beautiful picture. So if you do follow me on IG or Twitter, some of the pictures are there. I had a beautiful fit, great time. I saw a Broadway show, but. I'll leave that conversation for the Wednesday show this um, coming week. But mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. those that don't know, the uh, next weekly Shonen Jump issue chapters of issue 33 is coming out next Monday. So most likely we'll be streaming that Monday evening, that Monday night. Um, not sure if it will be a full panel, but most likely if it's not, it will be my, myself and Sam. So stay tuned for that next Monday for myself, Sam, on the Shonen Ronin night for that coverage of the weekly Shonen Jump issues 33. But without further ado, we missed last week for MHA since that was the um, only series that really was out. We were doing an Undead Unluck double chapter review like is will be in the end. So definitely stay tuned for that. All time codes will be in the bottom section in the description down below. Like, comment, and subscribe. And hit us with a review on the podcast side because it's always appreciated. We, we will review and roast you if you say something bad for, about us. That's a straight up. But <laughs> without further ado, let's get straight into MHA chapter 358. And I think the title is called The Guy Who's Made Some Progress. How do we feel overall about this chapter, Kendall Sam? Like, how do we feel overall? Were you hyped? Did you, were you expecting something from Bakugo or were you just curious to see what was going on? Uh, I, mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's Bakugo. I mean, yeah. we've had Bakugo rising like two chapters now or three different chapters. This is like the continuation of even more of Bakugo's perspective of after the after the society like accepts Deku back into UA and like he sees the change, he sees the movement, he sees the future of a new hero society and stuff like that. And even though you get flashback, if we all think about when I finished this chapter, people were like, and people thought that Bakugo is going to just switch sides and be the villain this and have the whole versus Deku thing. No, 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 no. We don't, we don't want a Naruto, we don't want a Naruto Sasuke situation here. Mm -hmm. We see a real, like technically a best friend, Deku's best friend seeing the perspective where change can happen. You don't, you don't stray away from what you want to be. He wanted he want to be a hero. He stayed being a hero. He sees the change. He sees the motivation. He sees the acceptance. And he sees that there is a future where people can accept this new hero society. People, heroes helping one another. Everything, no, none of the bullshit. And Bakugo is just, yo, gung-ho, let's do this. Let's, let me pack up all my gear. I need this certain stuff. I want to go like the full ultimate tank mode kind of like shooting barrages at people and shit like that and that was sick and i, I think his his uh different modes of mecha is pretty sick um 
with my thoughts in this chapter, it was overall good. It was something I expected. And nice to see our boy Shiggy putting on his own against all the other heroes. But I'm glad that two heroes are really standing out the most, which is best genus and um, our boy Ninja, which it makes sense. Thank you. Headshot. But it makes sense because these two are people made of threads almost where they could like literally escape and kind of maneuver easier compared to Sun Eater and Compinor Miracle, which all of them was getting hit by them hands. So I love how these two people was maneuvering very easy throughout the area as best that they could. I do say the, the loophole of blocking Night Eye's quirk onto, Shig- uh, onto Shigi where like even though his quirks are being canceled out because of Manoma and stuff like that, he's still able to like use skin or mutations of his body parts to still like attack the heroes and still holding up out of it. I still kind of it's a like a like a messed up cheating OP loophole kind of thing, so to speak. But if he was not able to do this, it's more like what else could he have done besides using like his abnormal super strength against them again, like we've had from during the war. But at the same time, it's like, all right, let's see what you got. This is technically what you need the villains to have in order for the students, of, in order for the, the 1A students to shine above it and go above that sort of stuff. And what's really cool is that Bakugo is fighting alongside all these pro, top pro heroes as well. Meaning, like his future is really bright. His Bakugo's future is bright in his opening, where he's going to be the top, one of the top name, top ranking. Even though there's, we're not considering any more rankings anymore. Hero rankings. Bakugo is like, he's fighting with the big guys. He's, they, they all see him no, as like a real no, potential like friend, like his, like their partner, like literally counting on hero for this. No lie, Bakugo reminded me a bit, a bit of Cable. Um, in that scene of the super heavy mobile unit strap panzer remind me a bit of cable because remember with cable in the comics cable be having those big cannons on top of him on the on top and on the side and when when i saw Baco, it reminded me a, a bit of cable type of outfit and style of pose would you agree to that or what's up think about it but yeah i see what you're talking about all right um i was also gonna ask did you notice in page six uh in the second top panel the light in the corner that's probably deku hmm i thought that was a radar or like a whole map no that was a cage right no yeah the the cage but that one corner is more bright and remember Deku's coming from the water. Over there is water, so that means he's coming from there. That's just my my guess. That's my assumption. You could agree or disagree, it but could I feel just like be, that it could be the Deku. sun. You know, like because it's it's, it's day, interesting. It's without without color without color. I'm not sure. That's interesting. I'm a hold back to that theory in case it, it it rings through later on. It's because it's because in the previous panel. I mean, in the previous page. It said, my body is searching. It could mean both, meaning it could be for Deku or it could be what he also said, 
groping around for its ideal form, understand, um, because it's because it's trying to Esha, it's because Esha literally said, you think that all you're doing with your quirks is just growth, that's, you know, rather dubious and rather you're, you're using your quirks. So I feel like Bushiraki coming with his little monologue, which was really dope, because also it made us understand that this is Shigaraki speaking, but with all for one quirk, not all for one speaking through Abushiraki's body. And that's what I like, because a lot of people still like to criticize that all for one is the main bad guy. And the Shiraki is just a person that's a puppet, which to some extent that could be the case. But I like how Abushiraki still has his own type of mental state to speak and say what he wants to say about the quirk of all for one. Yeah, so for me overall, I think the chapter was just um, one, I needed a change of pace. <clears throat> this is the correct change of pace for me. Um, been missing, missing um, Bakugo on the screen. Um, I'm glad we, I'm also super glad um, that we got to see the fruits of, um, you know, the the weapons and the, the tools as well. <clears throat> I forgot what that, what is that division called for the school? Um, the supporting class. Supporting, yeah, the supporting class. So like it was it. good to see, good to see the, the weapons come to life because we know, um, Lord, can't remember her name. Um, Deku's other girlfriend. Uh, Ooh, definitely can't remember her name. <laughs> no, not the other. other May, my, May, May Hatsume. It's it's Hatsume. Yeah. <laughs> he like, said Toga. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong, Sam. Um, she's the obsessive girlfriend that you see in those stalker movies and shit. Yeah, but it, I'm glad to see. We know how much of a factor, especially their their um fight. Um, is designed and predicated on on her knowledge and insight. So it's been good to see um, weapons come out from that. We see a new a new move. Everybody else got a new big move. It wasn't as much buildup as we've seen for other people, but we still got a new move out of it. So I'm happy to see that for Bakugo. Um, overall, really straightforward, really clean chapter. And yeah, Bakugo. I, I'd like to also add that- No dead flags. That is true. But like Chad <laughs> said it, our boy Alvis brought up a great thing because when you see when he goes into his full about the whole heavy mobile unit mode and we get the little, not flashback, I guess, panel of him saying that, hey, I'm working with everyone together. We're all pulling our own weight. It's nice to see Momo erase ahead with... Um, I don't want to say his name, but I guess him. I, I still don't like Monoma, even though he's putting his <laughs> weight. You know, fuck him. Um, but our Electrobook Kaminari, so they're all pulling his own weight. Everyone is like, this chapter was kind of like a setup, but progress chapter and Bakugol type of highlight chapter, showing that everyone is still pulling their own weight. The fight's still going on. The battle's still not over, but also everyone is pulling their own weight even to the smallest person doing the smallest thing they can just just hold down until Deco arrives or until until there's something is done. So that's what I like about this chapter that this was a buckle highlight about boy who made progress, but also that others others of their other classmates has been doing progress because they're holding their own two feet. And that's what I like about that. It's done something crazy, you know, great chapter mm -hmm. of the year. No, but it's something that needs to be huh. done where the side characters are also doing their own weight. 
Yeah. Uh, the other thing I would say is the fact of them working together, doubling back to that point there, because um, you see even um, Best best Bunny Girl is like, huh, you talking about teamwork? And we know that um, from previous moments, they've kind of mirrored the personality of Baku and Muruko. So yeah. for for Muruko to also be like, ah, teamwork, I guess, you know, and, and to be Baku being the one that's uniting them and pushing that front forward. Is, is important because you kind of like, it's kind of almost like setting up for like a quarterback toss to, you know, whether it's uh, specifically Deku or, or whatever else happens. So. I mean, definitely for sure. Like this, that's what I mean when Dago teaming up with all the pro heroes in a sort mm-hmm. of way, he's in the front line with them. Um, even though like there's no more hero ranking established, we would, they would actually see back go within their top 10 ranks with them. Even though a lot of the pro heroes are gone, Bakugo is like a good replacement to be the next like top top, even before graduation. And they see it right now. And love the moment where Best Genius is the only person that literally yes. say Bakugo's name. Great explosion, murder god, dynamite. It's, it's the respect because it you, is the you, respect. You, you but it's the expression of the face because literally it's Bakugo. I've seen in real stuff toes progress of all that. And it might take some time, but some people I know are trying to push forward. And thanks, Sone. And it says, in just the expression of his face, I, I can just feel like under the jeans, he's literally screaming it. Like, great explosion, yes. murder, God The explanation, it. yeah, the exclamation point tells you he's screaming. It's just, yeah. oh, like, I just hope to see that in the anime, like the actual facial expression instead of the jeans fully there. Because I just love to see his type of mentor just actually put a highlight saying the whole goddamn name that's some respect uh, a good thing a good thing that could happen would be to actually just, just have him pull it down for the animation anyways oh yeah like this actually like have him pull hit like the jeans down from his yes. mouth and we just, finally like, we see, see it like, we, we, we finally his, see his mouth. yeah get it go ahead and give us but, a but, facial but, review but, but that's the thing look. like you know this kind of thing you'll never see the face review yeah that's <laughs> review. what i was just saying like it would be a good it would be a good point if um if they wanted to go okay, ahead and Kakashi. And then have us have that, like, that would be such a warming moment. The home improvement neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Simeon. <laughs> oh, man. This, the, a, lot of, a lot of the characters, you don't get to see the eyes or you see the mouth face. Not the... Hey, but overall, can't wait to see what next chapter hits. And it's always, you can always tell, Hori likes to draw Bakugo and Shigi very well because the fire and she gave the hands the great detail he puts more of the effort and love towards these characters it shows that he likes to put those details so it's, so that's really awesome to see but with that being the case are we done with um the mha discussion coverage because it seems like we just said our piece with it mm-hmm. yeah awesome so with that being the case let's jump into the world of japan and see our samurais in kaiju's lore with Kaiju number eight, chapter 66. Uh, I forgot that this series don't have titles for the chapters, they just call episodes. Um, so yeah. chapter chapter 66. How do we feel about this um chapter of the shrine and the lore? Um, finding about people who die just get I think it's a cremated or they get um or they, they just get buried here only, and then at the ending we get with a little cliffhanger. How do we feel about this? 
I think I think Kaiju just made me realize my new favorite anime slash shonen manga trope. And that is the protagonist getting the snot beat out of them by their teacher. I, I don't know why, but it just I just made That's me really always been happy. my favorite. Just made me really happy this chapter. It might have been just specifically this chapter. Um, because it has felt like um it has felt like he's been moping around a bit, like in and out of that moping state since the fight. Um and we talked about previously, you know, we know that we were talking about, uh, I don't know if it was this previous Shonen Ronin episode or the one before that, but I kept saying the best thing would be to go into some type of lore and get some type of history. Yes, we did say that, yeah. In the midst of them training, that's exactly what we got. Literally, we got a training. We got a training. We got basically a confirmation of a new special move for Kafka. And we got a little bit of back history and lore um, not completely directly towards the kaiju, but in relation Thank to the you. kaiju. So we got like a, we literally got the full spread of everything that could have possibly been given um, so, as far as giving like a good little palate cleanse while progressing a story forward. So my countermeasure for what you just said that is that I wish we got a bit more kaiju lore, but maybe I just want more, even though this chapter was 29 pages, it was still great the way it was. It's like, fuck, damn, like this is interesting. But I feel like it was such a, I guess we're blue balls. It's like they tease you enough to want, but then they say, okay, we'll give you more information down the line. I was like, but can I get like, a, like throughout the 66 chapters, we probably got 10% lore of Kaiju and the rest is action, character, but um, world building. And it's like 10% um, lower. It's like, can I get the extra 2%, 5% guys? Because you just literally so, gave us a whole 4% in this chapter. So, so the Edo, so the Edo period is during the 1600s to the 18 to the late to the mid 1800s. Yeah, that's, that's about actually just years. the his, 250, 280 almost. But yeah, that's a long time. It just tells us it tells us that these kaiju's were established here, like throughout history, even during the past, and they've come to like either like Godzilla sides with some monster hunter kind of monster. Big size kind of sort of thing. Yo, I did I did think of that when I saw that Kaiju like, what does that look like a monster hunter type of it probably Godzilla? is? This is probably early time monster hunting, so to speak. But I'm not surprised if this world, this entire world is based on monster hunter stuff, and that'd be pretty sick. That and that'd be, be pretty wild. cool. That would be absolutely that wild. That, that would be the only way I see like they actually make the armor some of these monsters and then they use them to fight. You know, this is Monster Hunter. It's the only, right. the only problem is, is like you only have one life. Each each no. and everybody has one life. It's like, I oh, would shit. love to see a flashback arc, maybe five chapters, just to see how these damn samurais uh, rode on a horse and fought kaijus. Because just seeing that page of five, literally kaiju. And that samurai and the horse in the back. That's how the and, war was and, like during the Edo you know, periods. And I'm, I'm wondering, like, so was there was 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 Japan back then ever fully really united at this point? If you have to fight something like kaiju's in this third but part, that's exactly why I brought this up because because the instructor he literally said back in those days they had to fight kaiju's much more in a primitive manner than we do. The biggest watershed battle of the time took place right here. More slurs fell here than any other point in history. That's my hope that we get something of a flashback to at least see this to see how they have fought. Because me, I can imagine a lot of people dying in a matter of seconds because they literally just finding probably a weapon and swords. But would those weapons and swords actually be strong enough to pierce these type of kaijus? 
type of outer shells or you know their skin so so i think i think um how do i want to say this <clears throat> we know that the kaijus have been evolving over time and progressively yes. evolving so i think the the illusion here is that there's been some type of one for one progression kind of thing alongside okay. humanity so i'm guessing that the weapons uh, that we are familiar with were good enough back then they probably did have some added enhancements you know they the special coding special techniques for coding the the weapons to make them a lot more impactful you know maybe more use of poisons back then have different whole, different different other way i'm sure completely just completely different ways of fighting i definitely can see old school artificers making guns and making the spears and bombs all that. too I, I'm bombs, bombs and yeah you're right I, I, literally it's monster hunter vibe right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> some insect glaives some gun blades <laughs> you know two blades of course yeah, exactly, and then exactly get some spears got a long sword great, yeah. great long Kirito. sword here i oh, like yeah. that right so I, I think that's one thing. And then I think the other thing that I am I am I am assuming strictly based off of this chapter is we're not ready in the creator's eyes. I think I could be wrong. There's still no telling until probably next chapter. I don't think he or they, however they identify, intends to give us extended flashback chapters. This felt like a very specific here's what I'm going to give you. Here's a glimpse of some other information that you're going to need. Remember this for later. We're going to continue the story. That's the impression I got from reading this entire chapter from first page to last page. So I don't think we're going to ever get, at least not right now, maybe we're not getting the five, chap five chapters of or three chapters of flashback that mm -hmm. we want. But what I do kind of think or feel is we get a little bit of kaiju information every time we're about to transition, which to me means that what this is, is the mark of the end the slash beginning of whatever the next phase of the story is. That's how I see it, because it feels like we always get a little bit of kaiju information when there's a strategic de development, a power up, or some transition in the way that the, um, the stories um, arc or pacing so to speak is is being handled so that's what i think that's i think he's gonna possibly that's what they're gonna do they're gonna continue to use the flashback as a transitional piece between different points in the story which i'm okay with i like that um at least i know to look out for it at certain points in time but i still would i still would like some just pure kaiju like again like i said before i want it from the perspective of the kaijus i don't want the human's perspective on the kaiju lore i want the kaiju's so perspective on the kaiju's lore. So you want kaiju number nine to speak more um Vimy to Kafka or take whether it's higher nine, up whether it doesn't matter who it is. Or it 10 because 10 is to, captured too. We don't even have to assume that it's one of the higher intelligent beings because a narrator can just narrate the understanding or the expression. They can have their own internal language or whatever that we're not privy to. I just want it to be personally speaking, obviously, I just want it to be from the perspective specifically of the kaiju. I agree with everything you just said because with the way this chapter is going and the way I love the chapter more importantly for Kafka because he for the way I've the way I view the chapters for anybody have gone to gym as a first time person and you train to get strong but you train your body in the physically mindset but you forget to train yourself in the mentally uh, mindset because you also have to train your mind when you go to gym right. 
so our boy Kafka, he was training his kaiju for the whole time. He was training his transformation. He was training his way of battle, how he could counteract, how he could be stronger, how he could use his brute strength and use his skills on battle, right? But Kafka forgot to train himself as a combat, as a person who could use the skill sets he learned as a human to train his body as a kaiju. And that's what his instructor, his mentor, just now told him, like, all right, cool. We're still in competition, my guy. We're still going to be the one to stand next to um, the girl. I forgot her name, top of my head. But we're in the competition still to stand right next to her. So for mm -hmm. us to do that, you need to get stronger. But not kaiju mode. You need to get stronger as a human mode. So how can you do that? And he literally kicked his ass, which I love it. Like Kendall said, I love it when when the MC gets his ass kicked because mm -hmm. uh, like, it's kind of like a wake-up call. Yes, he's the main character, but we're supposed to see the progress of main character get to where we're supposed to see him at the end of the series. So I mean, it's he, nice. He gets his ass kicked a lot already, though. We've but also, it's nice because he's 33 years old, and he's not our usual type of MC, being young kid and being yeah. fucking all the strongest. So and that's, that's also think, beautiful to see. I think that's how, that's how many times we gotta teach you, old man. How many times <laughs> do we gotta teach you, old man? So it's just beautiful in this chapter to add what Kendall and Sam just brought up in jokes is that seeing this man literally gets ass kicked by instructor for probably about the fifth or third time now. But when he even a notch weight does the same move he used to the other Kaju Nobana. And that's when he noticed that. And him walking away and saying, okay, I need to get stronger as me, not as uh, not as Kaju number nine, but as Kafka. So it shows mm -hmm. that, like, I need to block the strike. It will lead to my next attack. And boom, he got knocked out. And then when he gave his own self to a monologue, he's like, I've been so worried about being needed as number eight. But that I forgot was really important. I need to level up too. That shit hit home when I started. Because, like, for anybody could to try to go to gym or do something work, you forget to also work on yourself. You forget to do good at where you need to be at home and everything. But working on your mind, shit home. So that was dope. And then the last panel was like, there's this whole damn samurai. I don't have any theories on that. Do you guys, so, any guys have any theories? So before I go into that, I want to use your cool. gym reference right here. So throughout this entire fight with Kafka and the vice captain was that first during the human mode, he, uh, Kafka did not slack training. He kept at it. He had to. When you're at this age, when you're like the oldest age, your your body starts developing much slower. Your muscles, gains, and everything was much much harder to build up as you grow older. And that's what Vice Captain respects. That that means he doesn't slack. He's literally like going through it. He's Kafka is training gung ho with no slack no days off no nothing he has to keep training because he knows his purpose he needs he knows what he has to do and there's so many people that died behind him that he needs to step up ahead of time however he's too habitual have his fighting style is too habitual to when he is in kaiju mode which gives him the endurance and mobility the mobility and endurance much stronger that you would not hesitate the reason why Vice Captain says you can't use your Devil May Care fighting style without your kaiju powers, without your kaiju armor, anything like that. <clears throat> you need to be able to compete. You need to be able to train and learn different ways to strategize. You have to be constantly adapting the same way where that move back then when 
when uh, Kafka blocked that attack, it would have it worked back then, but it wouldn't work again the second time, which is why like he Spice Captain man- remaneuvered this movement and got the entire strike onto Kafka. Mm-hmm. He learns that because he adapts. He learns the same yeah. move before. Kafka doesn't really like realize he had to adapt and change different moves while he's in the fight. He can't use the same thing over and over again. He's been too reliant on his Kaijimo's endurance. Yeah, because you know he, like, can, he can heal, he could take a hit. But mm-hmm. like, if you didn't have that power, would you have really tried to take that hit full on? Mm-hmm. No, but you don't ever need to take those hits full on, you know. So I agree. I, I think, you know, the the point of, in, in an essence, it wasn't as much of you haven't done but you've done so much. I need you to realize what you've been doing. I need you to see. And that was, I thought that was like, you know, that was kind of the point of the, the whooping was like, I'm going to beat you. But also, no, I see your muscles are developing a little more. You're looking a little more sturdy because like you said, Sam, he, he didn't have a choice. Mm-mm. He was trying to keep pace with everybody. He wanted to be useful. So I think what this was is, more goals and expectations have naturally come to Kafka mm-hmm. and he was starting to lose sight of his true goal. He was just trying to support everyone. He was, I need strength to protect my friends. I need strength to protect my people. So I think for him, he needed that realization and that shock back to like, did you forget that you're you also have you? other things? Like you forgot that you're you, you have your own personal convictions here. Like, it's not just about you sacrificing yourself for everyone, which is his problem. He was getting to that self-destructive point of like, I'm willing to sacrifice myself for everything. And that hit home to me because I, I was going through something like that throughout the past couple of weeks where like I kept trying to do more than I should be. But then I had to come to the realization like I also need to put myself first. How can I help others when I'm not there for myself? So to see the vice captain help Kafka to get back in his mindset, like, yo, bro, how can you be Kaju number eight? How can you help us? Nine. Um, um, isn't Kafka, isn't Kafka eight. Kaju number eight. eight? Yes, I'm saying. Like, you had to fight like, nine. You had to fight I know. Nine. Yes, I know. But I'm saying, like, how, how can he transform as Kaju number eight and be a good soldier without him worrying about himself and be better as a person and be, and be a better soldier? Like, he don't have any... Technically, any battle combat, all he's been doing is literally punches. That's all without actual skill sets. Hey, I mean, military training is still like training. That's how he's able to buffed up and like endurance and training. The thing is, there is training with the military aspect, but there's combat Mm -hmm. training that he don't have. So that's what Vice Captain was putting him into. Like, you also need to train your body of how to fight without the Kaju. And if you know how to fight them with the Kaju, you'll be a better, you know, a better fighter. But yeah, like that's what like uh, the vice captain is doing, and that's what I like about this. So it was great. Uh, what I was trying to say was he has combat experience, but because of the kaiju vacation, it's like he's almost starting over from scratch again. So we kind of talked about how he maybe being a, a different class with our boy who who now has his you know kaiju thing, but now. This this chapter helped me to realize they're not in the same length because he has master over using his suit. The kaiju is now an amplification to that. That's not the case with Kafka. And we were reminded, and I've been wondering because they haven't ever stated it clearly, but he's still like minimum percentile 
able to pull out the strength of the suit which we don't know if that 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 could still be innately to him that could be other factors i'm sure they'll kind of elaborate that more as we go but there was also that reminder that like yeah you don't have the same level of mastery output so you need to be able to utilize your true strengths that's not the kaiju strengths your true strengths and i think we're seeing like i think like i was kind of guess like trying to get to is like this is really a fresh start for Kafka in some places where he's mm-hmm. finally built up the, the solid enough foundation to actually take his first true steps. That's the way I see this chapter. Same. I definitely see that. Like how Vice Captain showed Kafka with, uh, technically with the president, Asaya uh, Shimimoya's move was the move that like took down Kafka and that moment. The adjustment, the adaptation that the vice captain copied and used against Kafka was the perfect example and perfect st- fighting style that Kafka needs to learn how to use yeah. with, with and without his kaiju mode. <clears throat> and I like, and I like this. It's a good teaching method where like, all right, you build your foundation, you built your strength. Now it's to like build your combat abilities, learn to how to fighting style, learn to like build more, learn how to do certain stuff. The same way Vice Captain does. He's not all about his two blades. He's all about hand-to-hand combat and different fighting styles and that sort of stuff. And Kafka, in doing that, in doing that, you would break your habits of always blocking and defending and all that stuff. Because that's literally what Kafka always been doing when he turned into Kaiju mode. He always kept on a defense. He always blocks certain stuff and always exactly. like, dodge a lot of stuff. He needs the offensive ability. He needs offense ability. With an, with hand without hand of his I, kaiju mode. And with that being said, I can't wait to see his new combat within the next couple of 10, 20 chapters when he, once he gets to learn how to develop it. So it's gonna be interesting by the end of the year once we see his progress grow. Since we know Bernard Kaiju is going in a bi-weekly type of way again, so we just have to see how it grows. So do you got any theories about the samurai at the end now? The flash, the visage, or whatever that was. Yes. Uh, do you I'm think that was present time or do you think that was a that's ghost? Past. That's, that's definitely giving past. And I think it goes to what you were talking about earlier. So remember, Vash, you were saying earlier, like, I wonder how they did stuff. And then Sam was like, Monster Hunter. That is combining those two kind of pretenses. I think that is a previous visage of somebody that may or may not have been one of the original people to interact with kaijus and may have even been the pretense to how they got to making the kaiju weapons and suits. That's where my headspace is. Hmm. Also, probably a descendant of um, Vice Captain. I was going, to, yeah, I was like that. And I was like, maybe there was a predecessor of Kafka and Kaiju mode. And that sort of speak. It's just that it never been established. And that would actually make it the Ooh. best way where a, sam- a pre-built samurai that already has the fighting skills, but has fused with a Kaiju just like with Kafka, That'd be one of the re- real reason how they've actually survived for this long and still like Japan still in existence and that sort of speak. Because like, you know, over time, like you can't just make spears and swords and weapons. We're in the future right now where we make, we make guns and cannons and sniper shots and everything like that. We're trying to improve on our stuff. We, involved, we went more towards the gun route than the sword and samurai route now, but... <clears throat> How do you get to that? How you get from route A to route B in that sort of time? You need a certain power 
to help the people to go advance onto that next period. So I think that Ghost Samurai, or yeah, that Ghost Samurai was a predecessor of a kaiju uh, plus human human kaiju fusion, especially the eyes. And that's that's a valid point too, Sam, because that's basically that's basically the transition point out of Edo period is basically the the uh, mm. you know as the guns kind of got there and the tide of war started to change between people that was kind of one of the key points to my understanding please feel free to fact check me or anyone that's in the chat but from my understanding that was one of the key points that led to where the turning point in the war happened and not just in japan in a lot of countries that was a critical turning point for civilization was when people were able to develop guns um you know america outsourced guns to a lot of countries that we are seeing as powerful countries right now um weapons obviously dictate battle in a lot of ways and as fights went from you know being ranged um being even further ranged as we've seen over time snipers to missiles long range unmanned drones etc all of these things change the tide of battle so it could also be just a regular human from the past of how they fought how they were going to fight kaijus like literally the the intention since kafka is becoming like a kaiju this is like the first time the intimidation you feel from the humans humans and his eyes and the bloodlust is like so this is the kind of human soldiers that were in during that period that fought against kaiju especially with one samurai it it is believable we've seen the skills and experience of that actually happen from this entire world already i did have one other theory what's up i did have one other theory the other theory i had when i read this on thursday was that that is actually a visage of kaiju number eight um along those same lines of what you were saying sam of like this was like a predecessor mm-hmm. i think you're right it could be a predecessor specifically of kaiju number eight i think kaiju number eight. what if the kaiju maybe... in itself was let's back then the period of time he just chooses a host every single time and that's the... yep that's where that's where my headspace was going like maybe the so kaiju why... is the one that has been pushing the technology for them over periods of time and the kaiju has been showing up in different periods of time to help keep human survival. Give him, yeah, give humanity a chance to survive as that rebellion, that rebellious, um, you know, the the OG kaiju. And that's something I kept I kept thinking about from the beginning. I was like, it, it seems like there's Maybe. some type of reverence to this kaiju, specifically kaiju number eight, which makes me feel like it's been around longer. If and I may if add. this is another flash to that point, then like I said, it, it just kind of goes to that point of like, how old is kaiju number eight? Like, so to what you're saying, two things. One, it makes sense. That's why Kafka saw this type of this type of samurai, this type of visage there. Two, maybe that's why kaiju number nine is so determined to capture kaiju number eight because he said kaiju number said that I need to re- grab and return it back home, meaning that it knows what it is. But it's not trying to reveal it to other people to know what kaiju number eight has been doing. So if that's the case, that's a possible cue or that's a possible good theory. Because I actually hope for that one. It's like, whoa, that actually might be a great reasoning for what it is. It can mostly come to the point where like if we can't take it back home, we have to destroy it. Or they try to destroy it, but it it just always it never it always fails for them. And that's what I'm saying. And but because of number eight humanity's survival have lasted for this long and kaijus were not able to get rid of it at this point it's capturing 
<clears throat> but now like we're at the point they're at the point where they have the most ultimate whole suits and abilities but they're with having asaya shikim um having the captain the president's uh body and host of number two yeah number two that would be interesting because i would make kaiju number eight a full-on sentient kaiju being because like the only time we ever seen him was like yo kill kaijus kill the short the short more kaijus which made it seem like he just has a never-ending bloodlust against fighting his own kind but if he yeah, actually the, is a was- sentient like there being where the, like um there was basically the confirmation that the dai kaiju have existed from back those 200 300 plus years ago as mm-hmm. well so there's that point to keep in well, it's actually like 400 500 years ago but basically again the kaiju the dai kaiju specifically so those stronger humanized form the more powerful kaijus have been around for a long period of time so going back to that point of them being sentient like yeah and then going back to the idea of one um basically the ability i'm thinking about kaiju number nine's ability to create and if i'm thinking about the way i prepare i basically propose it then this is another create type of function of kaiju number eight where kaiju number eight is able to um like i said if they're pushing forward the advancement of humanity there's some type of base level of adaptation that is built into the kaiju some type of evolution factor and I think that may be something else that might come up as a key trait of the, the kaiju later on. And we'll see how that plays out. Because that's usually that's usually like a big thing with like even like the Godzilla series, how over time the 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 they evolve and they adapt and they evolve and they adapt, even though they're supposed to be extinct or whatever. That that could be the case. So um kaiju number eight, chapter 66. Are we all good to wrap up? If these kaiju number, if kaiju number eight was a sentient being, I'm wondering if there were actually more of them. Yeah, my 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 conjecture would be that that they, that he is not the singular one, but he is the rebellious of the sentient beings. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I said this before that we're there's more of us to find. Kaiju number um, nine, wherever he is, is has grown more of them, and he's just building our a whole army for what to kill all you um kill all humanity or is there more of a long game we don't know so can't wait to see how all that comes to them but we're going on to jjk because you know what sparing me the speech is about life i have learned everything important from manga let's go to chapter 190 of jujutsu kaisen tokyo number two colony part nine by geji so let's what get you, what do you think vash start us off i was going to thank you very much um, uh, I really fuck with this because you know why? Like Kendall took almost like five, 10 minutes to try to find the right type of Maki picture. Uh is non-spoiler. It... <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, you know, as careful for spoilers for anybody know, this is a full coverage of said chapters that comes out, and Maki is fucking back. And I love the way uh what's her name? What's her name? Nishimaya said uh maki turn into what a monster oh just that double spread panel just seeing her to looking all good and just just ready to kill it's like ah just seeing her if i'm correct i brought her up like probably five times this year throughout shona wrong like yeah when goes he maki yo when goes he maki people are like oh you know she ain't gonna enter because you know because you know she killed the clan before the cutting game started like 
that don't mean she can't still answer. Girl will force her way in. And guess what? That's what she literally did. She literally I mean, like we, we, we all we all knew she used the loophole <laughs> because she has no curse energy. She go in and out anywhere she wants to. And there wasn't really a rule where it said like she can just she can't come back out after she comes back in because there's no curse energy into it. That's mm-hmm. That's literally for the human humans that were still inside that did not want to participate could just walk out and come back in if they want to. But they did have a rule with that. It's yes, totally. They could come. They could go out, and, but they could come back in, but they can't yeah. come back out the again. Condition, the condition, even before you put the rule in, the condition was to leave. You would have to like your your ability would basically self destruct. There is no ability. <laughs> that, that's if you participate the game. But like right. they gave the fail safe plan. Like all right, before the 21 days or something like that mm-hmm. you can go out but then if you do, do decide to go back in that means you automatically participate in the game right. and you can't come back out however loophole is that since there's so many different colonies and different areas in space you're in this come back out go into this you can still come back out go to this one come back out she's literally the communication right. person to go to if anything which she herself has a whole entire tank and the communication. Yeah. But it's uh, it's fun because we lost, we we're thinking, you know, I think a lot of people are still thinking, oh man, we lost Gojo. We lost Gojo. Gojo's the big, the big person. And it's just like we keep seeing, and I was like, yo, y'all was worried about Gojo, but we constantly keep seeing these big hitters. And I feel like, in my opinion, like each person that we've met along the journey of the culling game so far has been, in my opinion, a step stronger. So I'm just like, we got to see you. Well, you there you are. Just can slightly you, just above. Can you, can you repeat that, Kendall? Oh, yes. I, I even saw the glitch on the stream just now. Yeah, no, I was saying, uh, <laughs> I was saying that I feel like as we've been getting introduced to these other characters, that they've been kind of one-staging themselves through the calling game. So we saw Yuji and Megumi do their thing. And then we got Yuta and we saw, you know, where Yuta is right now in regards to power. We Then we got Hakari and we saw that, in my opinion, he's, to me, at this point now, a slight step above Yuta. In my personal opinion, I still think Yuta's great not knocking Yuta. But then now we see Maki coming as that next power person. And I'm just like, so in my eyes, I'm just like, all right, so Yuta was already somebody that people considered, like, heading towards the realm of Gojo. I feel like Hakiri is a little I think bit that, higher. I think that's I think that's how like Gege did it in power scaling. First it was Yuji. What did I just jump and then, Magu- Wait, and then Megumi. And then it had to be Yuta and then Hakari. And now yep, we're going and to now Maki. We got okay. Maki. Yep. That's that's where that's where it feels like it's been stepping, which I think what is ultimately, that jump here? ultimately oh, setting, even, so. even though Panda could have been all the way down there or Bruh, something Panda, like that. Panda <laughs> just kind of he yo, became shout father. Out, yo, shout out, shout out to Chibi Panda. <laughs> Oh yeah, ranking who's the strongest right now or what? No, so so um what I was saying since you jump back in um was it feels like the progression through the calling games has been showing us strength factors and every single next iteration as we're about to clearly transition to something else has shown us someone who feels just like maybe just a slightly bit more skilled and stronger of a fighter. So we had Yuji's exchange and we had Megumi's exchange, and then we got you know, Yuda came into play, and then we got um Hakari and then it's like now we see Maki's back on the screen and just like it kind of just feels like we knew from beforehand that Yuta was trending towards Gojo essentially as far as being powerful yeah. it yeah, feels like about that. it feels like Hakari in my opinion is just 
in the same realm, but maybe in my personal opinion, just a slight bit stronger than where Yuta is right now. And then it's, or at least in this, they're at least on the same realm, right? They're in this like very mm-hmm. OP realm that Gojo exists in, or they're heading towards that realm. And then now we're seeing Maki again, which, you know, Maki supremacy. So with that being said, and that's a jump in the conversation, um, I agree with that because we know with Gojo, I don't think I've seen Gojo having a lot of battle comeback on screen. We know that he is the Gojo. He's the GOAT. We've heard it from people. We've, had, we've seen enough of what he can do. True, but we have uh, seen more. And some hand-to-hand hand combat too. But, Shout out to the movie. But we have seen more curse energy, curse technique from him than battle combat, if that makes sense. We have seen I mean, more. We kind of did in the movie. Again, again, we have seen, but we have seen more curse technique and curse energy than than battle combat. But but towards Kendall point, we have seen Utah Kari. We have seen a mix of everything from them. We have seen them. Technically, we also a little bit more during the Shibuya arc as well when he when he took down uh, I forgot her name, the tree, uh, spirit woman thing. Are you like, talking, literally? Are you talking Hiname? Correct. Yeah, Sorry, like Hanami. literally, like Gojo ripped the shit out of that horn and like literally killed her from there. And then there was a lot more hand to hand combat when it came to uh, the volcano guy as well. The only thing like what really stopped Gojo was seeing uh, Ghetto or what well, that uh, fake but Ghetto. Also, but also that is because he couldn't kill all the all. All those humans around him. Oh no! He literally said, "Yeah, there's gonna be minimal damage anyway. I don't give a fuck." So. I, I about to say he was gonna destroy him. He's killing everybody. <laughs> no, I, I, no, at <laughs> he first, was no, like, "Yo, there was only gonna be at, minimal damage at anyway." First, at first, he was hesitant about it. At first, he's like, "Hey, let me not." But he's like, "Fuck it. If I have to kill again, my friend, let me kill this minimal damage of people. Do what I can." So, no, it that was before well. he saw him. Literally, because it was the realization of seeing him is what stopped him. For that entire second or a couple seconds of minutes mm-hmm. needed to like because that fight was that was the plan be... and that was the plan the plan was to mm-hmm. stun him just yeah. just in enough but, of a second to capture him. But overall, my point is, is what I'm saying is that seeing Yuta Hakari and our characters here getting stronger and um, to living up, a lot of people I've seen on timeline say with the color games, it's just kind of like a battle tournament, and I'm like, that's the point. The Culling Games is a battle tournament without being a battle tournament because it's literally called Culling Games. It's a thing to remove the weakest people in Japan. This yeah. is what has been established. It's like, it's like a pre-tournament, like Hunter Hunter, um, pre-tournament, like it, like Yu Yu Hakushu pre-tournament, like Dragon Ball Z early round okay. tournaments. Like it's it's. I think the Culling Games is a pre-tournament. Uh, pretense and, to the actual big stage fight that's gonna happen, ex- and I agree with that a hundred percent because this is what has been established. And with Maki, with all the jokes aside, Maki is literally Toji two point Like this is what she's showing the true strength of hers and truly the true battles. Like her skills, that fight, the sword—it's just everything so smoothly, yeah. and she's just brutal. Yeah, shout out to Alves on that. That. That shout 2. out to 0. John. Yo, shout out to John, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, I think you're right. Wow, you know? the calling Damn. games is like, like COVID. Wow. Pretty, wow. pretty rough wow. indeed, my friend. Pretty rough indeed. But only, only to survive strong. Yeah, realistically, to put it in the right genre, this is clearly the purge. Um, 
that's a hundred percent true. That is like the first, even though I haven't seen the movie, but um, seeing any of, of the series of the movie, you, you, I know, you the, know concept. the concept. Yeah, yeah the, concept the concept is really all you need to know. Yeah. Really. So, um, only the survive strong. Exactly, obvious. You know, Sam twenty two here. So it's really it's perfect to the nail that seeing these people get strong, and I love how even though we saw Maki, even though we saw the exchange, we painted them. I like the conversation between Hakari and the artist. Um, the artist of the manga, like him trying to speak all, like all big talk saying about manga this, manga that. Boy hasn't even debuted, don't even have a series out. And Hakari's just like, oh, mad, like, boy, why are you trying to make me speak all this shit? Trying to, you know, buy your series, know the name of it, and you don't even got anything out there. Like, that comedy exchange was pure. It was pure genuine, and I just love it. I don't know, probably for me, you it was very simple, straightforward, but it just worked out very well. You know what's so funny? Prior to the fight, I had the impression that he was a novice mangaka, which is why I was blown away by him being as strong as as he presented. So I'm, I wasn't like totally surprised by that because it, it, it kind of, like I said, it just kind of felt like that was the pre- the presentation was that like he was a little rough and unskilled around the edges. He was still trying to find his way in, in the world of things, but he definitely seemed like he had been studying like, you know, the art and the world of, of, of you know, drawing it for a while. But that was that was a pretty, pretty sincere. We get we we still even towards the end of the fight get to see um a flushing out of what his character is, Hikiri's character is. So for him to have that interaction, you still see the playful nature that he has with him throughout the whole entire fight, even to this end point. And um, I think this is um the third chapter, like I said, from where I thought we would be transitioning out. So we're we're at that point where I, again we're transitioning out of that fight. Uh, that was nine part nine, I believe. So this fight was about nine chat nine chapters. So yeah, that's that's some pretty solid pacing. Yeah, I think the most longest is 11 or 12. So it, it kind of makes sense that every little arc is, um, every fight is kind of, um, it's kind of like a manga volume is kind of what it is because each type of manga volume is about nine to 10 chapters in one manga volume or you know, sometimes seven. But I think with Jujiketi is nine chapters. So it kind of makes sense with this being a full nine chapters. So it just makes perfect sense. And so Akari, I, I was I confused really... at that one point how uh the moment when um Camino said like he survived the explosion through a spur of the moment fighting vow, sacrificing his arm and shifting the cursed energy that would normally protect it so to the rest of his my, body. Uh, my understanding from that, he put all the explosion energy in his arm to cut it off. Like it's kind of it's kind of like you're cutting off the power cord on your arm. So you don't have any other explosion attack on you. That was my understanding. I wasn't too sure because like they did explain how the, the smoke and the steam from Kashimo is that like he released the cursed energy without uh, whose outflow has been suppressed. Before the electricity could travel through the seawater, it turned into thermal energy, resulting in an explosion on steam. I mean, of course, we knew if he uses electric powers, he's gonna shock them both and everything in it. So he traveled that heat, the electricity into yeah. heat, and then it made the explosion of steam. That's exactly what I said with his arm just being cut off where he doesn't get any of the damage. 
it's kind of like what Alvis said, like you're sacrificing the arm in exchange for your body being protected. Like you Yeah, I was wondering like how expensive. was that like so like the moment he touches his arm still, and then I still get Sam's point. Like that doesn't explain escaping the blast radius as well, yeah. again, as unharmed as he is, anyways. I mean, obviously, he could have projected. He lost a whole arm. No, I mean, the rest of his body, there's no scarring. The rest of his body is virtually unfazed. Like, he's not cindered in any kind of way. It it really looks like he had a clean break of the arm. So my thought, Sam, is that when he when he sliced, he also created a barrier. And and that's what also, like, he sliced. There was some cursed energy that that also shielded him at the same time. So he sliced a shield, basically in front of his body and turned against it that's my that is my thought process around it same like that's why because like it's also to know like, during that time why... he had four seconds left for his jackpot too and i'm wondering like can so it doesn't mean that he could just cut off his arm that last second of jackpot the moment he came targeting at it and that's what saved him the jackpot or it uh, could be. Um, it could have been enough time. To... It could have been enough time to get jackpot. It could have been just enough time. Potentially, I guess I, I, that's not explained. Because I was just so time. confused the moment he, he he brought up the binding bow, and like, wait, what do you mean by spur of a moment binding bow? Like, this this just seems like he shift somehow shift the explosions or cut off a part so that it didn't get the entire output of it. It's uh, I don't know. It it just it's confusing now. It, it even makes the the what bind what really is the binding bow really like it's something that you can't break. It somehow in this way would protect you or save your life. And at the same time, Hikari could just grow back his new arm once he hits jackpot one more time. So I'm checking chapter one eighty nine to see if it lead up to anything. It seems like it. He lead it up to it in page ten and eleven is when he was leading up to the nothing to the jackpot, but knowing what to do underwater and knowing about the explosion, but it doesn't really kind of foreshadow that what he did to protect himself. So it's more probably off screen, and maybe when the anime comes out, it will explain it better. Like that's what usually happens. So most likely mm-hmm. they will do a better type of visually presentation on how he protected his arm to get sliced off and he didn't get damaged. Because like out. during that flashback too, we know that if Kamen uh, makes contact with you, he can literally put up the charge and like energy onto that moment that could cause the explosion in itself. However, it looks like where he touched, he, put, he looks like he touched this during his bicep side. However, the cutoff moment was when, I guess bicep, you could consider yeah, he cut he yeah, clean right off the bicep right part. The bicep. Yeah, yeah, like mid bicep because it looks like not here in the top of the like, elbow. Looks he, like mid bicep. It's like literally what um, literally the fight of uh, uh, Toji and um, Mahito. Remember the moment when Mahito finally touched his arm, touched his hand and arm, that's supposed to cause the mutation. With Toji that, or Toto, you're talking about Toto. I'm sorry, Toto. 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 Yeah, but he like he knew right away he had to cut off his arm at that moment. Of where that mutation was happening and that's what like that's how it stops the process and that's how he's able to survive i could see it as this is the same moment yeah if if he didn't cut if ikari did not cut off his arm the electricity and the explosion that 
Kamino had built up would have gone through uh, Hikari, and he could have, he would have been the one that blown up. With that, was that what happened? Really, it's literally the discharge of the blown up moment and the thermal and stuff like that. The moment it got cut off, thermal and energy energy and the explosion yeah because it the, he, the presentation is that this is like a really split second almost reflexive type of reaction so i'm guessing that's what it is mm. um like i said to me i'm guessing there's also some type of release obviously to cut his hand off with his own hand there would probably have had to have been some type of release of energy um but i think he's also using the blast to kind of propel himself in a way out of the water so I, I I think, like I said, I think some type of curse shield mechanism is in place that is also slicing out the arm, putting some level of shielding present, using the arm as bait, knowing that he was going for that arm. And, and then just basically the rest is kind of luck. Just to kind of go with the theme of things, I think the rest of it is just kind of luck. Uh, spicy. Uh, he fixed it by with the reverse curse technique, the automatic reverse curse technique that he can pull from another jackpot. Yeah, because uh, that's what Manka was like, how can you fix it? Because remember how he fixed it in chapter 189 when he fixed the guts that just got bloody and gore? Also, his arm did not even blow up. He could just, just reattach it, use jackpot, and it's literally fixed his arm in this sort of way. Because Panda, when Panda came in, he used to see his hand. Okay, it's missing... You see the hand to the forearm. Yeah, literally, you have no entire forearm, but I'm pretty sure you can heal that back with that broken jackpot automatic reverse curse technique skill. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it's we're, broken. We're, That's we, why we it's know, so broken. We know, and we, we already know that the, the reverse curse technique can, can pretty much, it's, it's, it's broken. It can, it can heal whatever. So oh, yeah. that's funny. But yeah, they did make a point that the very first thing they showed us was it wasn't the full forearm. It was just the wrist that was there. So again, I think like some type of some type of something was done. I hope they kind maybe they go back and explain it. Maybe they don't. Like Vash said, this is a good a good thing for the anime where we could get like a good a good like two to three minutes of animation explanation basically around that when that an actual episode drops. So what's insane is this is technically Hikari base form to cut off his own entire arm too and everything like that. Because remember, even after jackpot resets, you literally start from back to start literally with your full. Uh, curse energy technique and everything from the start again only Question. your jack Can only he... his jackpots probability increasing but he you know he, he didn't do it he didn't need to use his probability again can he re- can he revive other people with jackpot no only himself okay because i was gonna say yo can he get total's arm back too <laughs> I'm like, yo. no that wouldn't make any sense the reason why hikari why was I the most like, broken like... character one of the most like top characters during school was that this this jackpot gives him the automatic superstar, Super Mario superstar power automatically. It'd be too broken. That's why if you can't that'd be too Naruto shit. No, that'd be too Naruto shit. Like, oh, I'm gonna pass you your my my chakra to this guy. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say guy with this and that. This nah. man, this man got the Mario star, the blue shell, and the rocket happening all at the same Look exact time. That got the jackpot right there. You can save your own buddy. Got clap of hands, clap of hands right there would be perfect. But it'd be amazing. And I, I didn't get the comment. Kendall even said it, the joke. Our boy Chibi Panda, awesome. Um, Matt Small too. Um, so is is he gonna get bigger or is he gonna go stay small size now? I mean, you, you just you just need to add more cotton to his body, you know. You know, just put just just bring him to Build a Bear workshop, you know. Just put him in the, just bring him to Build a Bear. 
that's something that's something ah cool all right so with that being the case um any last thoughts for jjk on how i thought there was still more stuff to really go into like that's what i'm asking because um, oh. um i'm asking you guys do you have any last yep. thoughts um about maki um about the brothers uh, of the zeni clan here well i mean before i go into the zeni clan it was also not like Kashima never used his curse technique. Yes, I was gonna bring that up too. Uh, I had a feeling that he never used it because he always used curse energy. I never said he always tried to analyze uh Hakari um curse technique and curse energy, but he never acknowledged to use his own curse technique. So I was like, what's going on? But then for Hakari to even mention it or something and to see the expression. Like, oh, and then he said, like, hey, I'm not using this because I want to use it against to fight Sakuna. So I'm like, oh, so that's why. And you're going to use it once. Do you guys have any thoughts or theories of what that curse technique could be? The Super Saiyan mode? I was thinking, uh, do you know how the power is? Because I've never seen it. About you know, his, ha- thunder? his hair never so- went down kind of thing. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're not at your full power unless you're, like, literally, like, have your entire full hair out and you have the lightning ability that sort of stuff and the energy like electricity and stuff like that where's the thunder now where's the thunder so that's going to bring up that this i think the curse technique that one time use i'm not sure if it's one time use for a while or one time use forever but if it's one time use i think it's kind of like sasuke type of chidori from the sky i forgot i forgot what it called but it's the one that is kind of like a giant giant dragon thunder. If you remember what's the name of it, but I do not. But I feel like Alvis, yes, it's probably Kieran. Yes, Kieran. So I feel like that could probably be his curse technique that has like some type of giant thunder to maybe tackle. Oh, uh, shit. Are you, are you saying he has that Zatch Bell uh, lightning dragon thing? That'd Something be like sick. that. Something like that. Zatch, that yeah, that's that lightning shit. Because remember, that's spell that was its strongest move. So if we think about strongest move and you can only use it once and the curse technique, hey, that's I mean that's like, was able to use it multiple times, but like I mean that's that, 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 that still wasn't even his biggest spell. It like, wasn't at the end of the day. It wasn't. But, but nah, that's well, you crazy. my theory. Am I going that's, far right? So you think that's no, no. You you got some spicy hot takes today, Vash. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I don't give it to you. I give you this. I'm gonna give it thank to you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> but that's my possibility with its cursing me of what we have seen so far with the past nine chapters with this character and what we have seen of this cursed energy and knowing that it can only be used once and knowing that it only wants to take a Sakuna. And last time in the flashback, we saw a lot of people fried, like kind of fried down on the floor. So it kind of looks like they were cooked, you know, cooked with lightning. So I feel like maybe that's a possibility with the connection. So that's how I came up with, with this theory. If people was curious, but yeah. I mean, I I think like he never used. We never even seen him use it or even touched to use it, even during the flashback. I don't think he even used it against those other sorcerers when he first talked to Kenjaku again. I don't think he ever used it. It's just that he was just an old man. He was just so much weaker. It's just that he just wanted someone to give him a like a honorable death sort of the fight to the death kind of person now with the younger body he can use it again however one time use per day i'm gonna say one time use per day not just one time and done forever kind of or thing. do you think what or do you think what 
Alves brought up because here it says that I can only I can only use my curse technique once and I want to use it on Sakuna. Alves said that it might be like a banning vow. What do you think of that? Yeah, it might, I was just thinking it might be some type of ultimate binding vow. It's literally where my head was starting to drift towards. Um, I think that would I think that would make sense because or or a technique that is literally um man, I hate to reference this. Think uh Boruto and the what what the nuclear fusion whatever <laughs> foolishness that, that they did with Kurama. Science guys. You know what? We have very nuclear fusion. We, we only accept Whatever. one punch man nuclear fusion. Hey, we, we only accept was, one punch man nuclear fusion. Man, that, those punches, those art. Anyways, not not that serious. But I think I think maybe in that same realm of being a technique that takes the full essence of whatever the the being curse energy the experience and everything that they have they want to put all of that into that moment and maybe that's what unleashing that technique ultimately is i could definitely see that they're using the binding vow as your even more of a enhancement to have that one blast blow but at, at the same time i'm pretty sure he doesn't want Kamino camino does not just want to use that right away as his first shot against Sukuna, what would be the point? You want or more of the it, I mean, fighting it could be a full, kind of thing? It could be a full body enhancement with a timer, dude. Yeah. It could, it could be a self-destruct, fight or flight kind of thing where it's like, I I use this technique. It brings out everything. I can do everything. And then that's it for me. <laughs> win, win or lose, I am done after that fight. And maybe that's that's what he that's what they're that's what they're searching for. I mean, Sukuna is like, yo, I don't even care anyway. I'm gonna kill you regardless. Either way, you either use that on me, see if I can, uh, and I be entertained, and I'm blocking it or I'm taking it. Like, so this is all you got. This is you waited over 600 years, did all these deals, did all these binding vows, just that one blast. That's all you really got. All right, you laugh. better, you better impress me. You better will, impress me. Knowing Gidget, I will see that he does something like that. Like, oh, so, so you think you come and get me one shot? Yo, man. Sukuna is the king of petty, man. He ain't just the king of king of curse spirits. He's the I king of petty. He is the that. king of pettiness. Yo, Sukuna be like literally like this the whole time, like just lightning was nothing. You guys said the better man is literally Michael Simon from American Idol. Literally, like, yo, you better impress wow. me. You better do it, or else I'm gonna insult. Roast the shit out of you and live people and performance and shit. Take, take two slices of bread. What are you? <laughs> an, idiot. <laughs> an idiot. An idiot sandwich. <laughs> I'm going to make that for Paul. Who's the pettiest? Or Sakuna? I'm going to make that for Paul. But yeah, I, I yeah, so Simon. so so as you as we um kind of transition out of the, or it could be the Ram- first or Gordon Ramsay, either way, regardless, it's, it's the pettiness of Sukuna right there, John. Yeah, hit him, hit him with, like I said, hit him with that idiot sandwich. But as we, I guess that's like the first half. That's we got a lot out of this chapter. This is a really, yes. really like like fulfilling chapter for what was it, 19 pages, I believe. It was a really fulfilling chapter. So this is basically just, this could have been, a, this first half of the chapter could have been a story or a chapter all onto its own. But we still get more. We transition into now, we we, we see the... The Sakura we, Jima. We, we, we see destruction. The word monster comes onto the screen and it is the chapter. It is the, it's like half the page, basically. We see bodies and destruction laying wake and boom, 
here comes the 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 first time since the the massacre we see Maki on a panel, and it is Chef Kiss. Um, and then not only that, we got our boy on the screen, new haircut. I didn't even realize till like after I was like thinking back, and I was like, wait a minute, he yeah, said familiar. this. He said the 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 um the was it the Kobo clan the Kabo clan, and I was like, oh whoa. I didn't realize that's who that was. And it was just like this. Um, again, we know that like this is a time where like the forces have to unite. And we've seen that people have been fighting. People have been trying, trying to gain allies. So to see that even amongst the, the different schools, we now have an ally in two of the other clans. And, and basically, you know, understanding that they were never supposed to be in the position that they're in. But they know that there's something that they have to do for a greater cause. Um, it's kind of like the undertone that I felt from that interaction. And then you just see Beast Mode Maki doing monstrous things, you know? And they kind of, kind of, um, we also, uh, I guess I skipped past it, but we also talk about basically, um, Sam was talking about it, but the the importance of Maki basically being the exception. So Maki is basically taking the place of one of the rules. So they're actually going to not do the four rules in the sequence of the, the proposed order, um, essentially, because Maki can essentially be that rule. So why wait for another 100 points when you have Maki that can communicate and go between the boundaries? And then basically there was like, well, if you've heard everything, uh, much like we thought, because we, we saw the announcement, this fight was happening at the same time as the other fights had, that had been happening. So all of these fights basically resolved at the same time. Yeah. So we already know that we've got basically two rules now. So this is slightly after Yuta's fight. So they got the first rule and the second rule. We're going to skip the third rule and go to the fourth rule. So you know that again, that tells us we're basically progressing. We're we're about to end up end what is the first phase of this fight. The yes. the JJK high team has been able to get their rules out. Um, they can communicate. Uh, they can always backtrack now and clean up whatever other little minions are there, get the last bit of 100 points, exchange among themselves for whatever points they have to probably make up the 100 points and make that lot that other rule later or make a a whole new rule that might be better encompassing of something that they need. Because Yuta also says that he's like, well, there's other rules that Yuta wants to put into Nak. So Yuta's still out there hunting points, as we know. So oh, there's yeah, still a lot of no different things. Killing. Yeah, there's still a lot of different things that could happen here. Um, I think Yuta's going to kind of go with the flow, though. So he's going to he's gonna take advantage of whatever rules are in place by the time he gets to wherever he's at in, in the progression of this. So it's going to be interesting. I, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm just happy to have Maki back. I doubt it's going to be for a long period of time, but I'm glad to have Maki back. Um, and then uh, we still don't know where our best girl of 2022 or rather 2021 season is, but uh, hopefully we get some type of context about whatever state they are in. Cause we literally don't know if she's alive or not. I don't care. Honestly, um, I probably am this, this in the disrespect. minority. There's no uh, disrespect. It's I'm not, sorry it's not if warranted. I'm in the minority. I she's, don't care. She's the best girl. She was voted best girl, Bash. No, that's Maki to me. Maki's best girl. Maki is best girl, but she was voted best girl by the Crunchyroll community. The Crunchyroll community has so many times that has been wrong. You're not mistaken. So However, you, I still would but, like to know like, what, what's going on with her. So, so hopefully we get something about that in the next jokes fight aside, volume. I, Jokes aside, I am curious to see where is the whereabouts, if she's alive or not. But at this moment, if you ask me, do I care? No, because right now with the current progression of the story, she doesn't seem like she's importantly type of needed in the story. Unless it's going to be something about Yuji or Megumi, then I'll see 
maybe she's possibly going to pop up around there. But right now with the current cast, I don't feel like she will be an important um, play or role in the current cast right now in the cutting games, unless it involves Yuji Mogumi or Panda, since they actually have a relationship with Nobara. So that'll make more sense of her. I mean, I don't um, know. With stronger, stronger warriors and more cursed energy being used, her technique becomes more powerful. The deadly thing about Nobara's uh, cursed doll technique is it is actually more powerful the stronger your cursed energy. So could end up is still a lot key figure in in finishing something off later on. So I I I I don't I again I just want to know if she's dead or not. It's very strange to me that we haven't gotten a confirmation of death. Oh really? Um to me. I feel okay. like usually usually there's an illusion or something at some point by now we would have been told like yeah you know we're we're mourning or whatever whatever even if it's a false even if it's a false narrative even if it's a red herring like it's still just weird that we've got nothing nothing for this entire time about Nobu, which gives me the impression that Nobu is probably still alive. That could be the case. I just feel like Gedge's the type of creator that he doesn't feel like he needs to acknowledge everything until the time is needed. Until, oh, you know, you know, probably a tombstone or, you know, probably... I, I agree, which is why I'm saying at this point, for us to not have that in confirmation, that's what's suspicious to me because of exactly what you're saying. Yeah, a good point. Because uh, it's not like Black Clover where you find out that everyone oh, is alive, no, but you know, no. stop it, stop! Don't do this, don't do this. We got hey, two I more just... weeks. We got two more weeks. Let's let's not do this. Let's not. Yes, do this. two more weeks for the actual series we care about, One Piece. Um, uh, yeah. Um, but question: Can you guys help me understand what will happen in the last page? Because I'm a bit confused. So both the brother and Maki were talking about you know about join the Uyu. Uh, please join the next colony. And then the last page, we have the Kogane and then this type of curse and um, cursed creature. Can you explain to me? Because I'm be not having full understanding what that is. So I think that's the mediator. Remember how, like, all right, uh, 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 Listen, they seem to find every loophole. They're trying to make these all these rules and trying to do it officially a different way with the least amount of like death and casualties. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, uh, um, uh, Kenjaku released this worm-like monster as its own mediator referee kind of thing, which it's not the first time he's unleashed other cursed spirit objects that became its own sentient being i.e. that cockroach thing yeah like that thing that cockroach thing was like a curse spirit a high grade curse spirit that used that was in Kenjaku's hand he just placed it everywhere around just add them as players within his culling game I, I wouldn't be surprised if he added this one as its own mediator slash Eliminator yeah, it might for... it might be a, a sign of a transition of the games, you know what I mean? Like the games taking on its next form, and it, it seems like the um there's some type of familiarity because the the bug goes like at the end, which like because like the interaction is like, do you want to die? And they go Ch-. so it, to me that kind of gives like a certain level of familiarity. Yeah, right. Huh. Like. I but, feel like it's it's been long because 21 days is a long time. And there was actually a good chance that 
people would have figured out side rules to escape more out of the culling game, as well as reach your communications and save it as much as you can and stuff. Uh, Kenny, we can't hear you. Oh. Nah, don't worry about it, Sam. I'm talking to myself. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then we already know like Kenjaku released more, should release more of these uh, cursed object slash uh, spirits, sorcerers, yeah. like and stuff like Seeds, already. Spirits, whatever, eggs, whatever. whatever Man had spirit. his own collection, it's because of Ghetto's ability. He had to have like a whole millions of cursed spirit like possessions in his storm. And he's just release it out there. Now, survival of the fittest. I don't care who you wins. It doesn't matter if you're a cursed sorcerer or a cursed spirit or a cursed object became its own sentient being, whatever. Survival of the fittest. Who's the strongest? It's no lie. What you guys just said, I'm very curious to see what's the next step or what's the next change of events of the cutting games. Because right now, all we've been seeing is the kind of like round one of the cutting games. Like what is kind of like the Royal Rumble around one of the cutting games. Now, We've seen people getting killed. We've seen new rules being added. Now, are we going to get to the new round two of the Battle Royale? Like, what is next? Because now it has gone from a Royal Rumble, not to a Battle Royale. Like, we have all the players now, and people have died already. People have gotten killed. People have gotten their points. Now, what's next? So, I'm really curious because I know Alvis brought it up, or I forgot who else brought it up. I was going to say the Kogane didn't well, recognize how, it. Wait, 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 hold up, Sam. Of how the the whole Shibuya arc was about 52 chapters. Now, the Culling Games has been going on since chapter 140-ish, so we are about to probably surpass the indefinite Shibuya arc. So it's going to be very curious to see how long this arc is going to continue and what's the next act two of this, because I feel like we are ending act one of this arc, like the whole type of Royal Rumble, everyone fighting, so I'm really curious about that. So to well, come to answer questions from Alvarez that says Koge doesn't uh, Kogane doesn't seem to recognize it. It doesn't Koganes are seems like the most like the non-biased middle ground people. They're just like the located referee. Technically, these Koganes came up because of uh, Koshimo. It's like yeah. remember he said, like, I'm gonna all right, I'm gonna make this rule so that we all know that we're all players and we can actually find each other, kind of thing. It's yeah, I, I think. So, so that's why I, 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 that's why I said what I said. I was where I think it's actually, it is familiar because I think it's just it's feigning it, it's pretending like it's like I'm just doing my job. Hey, did you know that you're about to enter into this area? Are you willing to accept these charges for this collect call? <laughs> like that's basically <laughs> what's happening. And the then, call. and then the whatever that that being is is like, dude. You just know, leave, just, you just know leave me. a log. Like, just, like, just leave a log. Just leave a log. Get out of my way. Do you want to die? Why are you bothering me? And then it goes like, like, ugh, like, come on, like, you know, I'm like, I'm just doing my job, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm just like, to me, the last page kind of tells me that the that the, the Kagone is kind of aware of whatever this thing is. Um, and as either I think it's either an extension of, um, extension of him or an ally. So either an ally who was already kind of working in the background of things is now breaking into the culling games like, yo, things are getting spicy and I want to see what's going on. But we didn't get enough contextual clues. So that's obviously 
in, intentional cliffhanger um he'll he'll change to the next the next chapter so again i feel like this is just telling us that they we're about to transition into something completely different i think we're going into something very different coming out of this next um chapter or these next series of chapters and this is also this is also really solidly um 190 so again we're gonna go 191 to uh 200 basically again that's like a another set of volume right there so we'll see what happens yeah we'll see what happens it'll lead on to a beautiful fight story lower mikey ass whooping we just gotta see what's next because yeah i wanted to know the yeah i want to know the aftermath so it's it's every so it's all the uh it's all your family member dead like did you accomplish your goal because like before she even wanted to join into the entire like Culling game in itself, she was gonna kill every Zenin member, family member around the world or whatnot or something like that in Japan. It's gonna be very curious. Honestly, I don't have no speculation what could be next. Like Sim said, I want the next chapter to be about Maki to lead up to her to have to know where's her whereabouts, what she's been doing. So I'd like to know what's her conversation been going on the whole time. So that's my hope for next chapter. So any now. Anybody has some final thoughts before we go and transition to the love of the loop? Camel family shit neither. Literally disregard Naroshi. Took away his title. No hair. Took away his bow too. I think these are like these school, high school bows. Yeah, that man, that man lost everything. But uh, at the end of the day, but the no, most like, important thing is... I, is your, I mean, like, hey, is your last name Zenny? Nope. Good. I, I don't have to kill say- you. <laughs> The most important thing is <laughs> you, you get to live. You get to live another day because it's it's Maki supremacy over here, and you, you was about this close to being sliced up. If any day, like, yeah, can you murder my family too? Like, you know, like they're piece of shit. They're also the top three. They, okay, they they technically the last remaining top three family living now after what you did. And Gojo ain't around or Yo, however. That's, that's so crazy because you have Gojo as like an outlier. You have Maki and, and um, Megumi as basically outliers. Like the whole entire structure of the top three families is gone. I think, Nush- yeah, Nushiro was supposed to be the other outlier for the Kamo clan. But yep. apparently without Gojo, we don't want to do, we don't need no liars. We want to be our own. Technically, we're the last family standing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's interesting. And, and like they don't want no bastard son to take over now. And yet the Zenin family were ready to give it to Megumi. Yeah, that's crazy. So. Well, well, for sometimes we gotta transition to and understand to forgive and to define. Cause that's why we get into Undead Unluck chapter. 117, 118. And I'm so happy with myself because I have transitioned everything so well today. I feel like I'm on my on like my nail today. I've been like my best so far. So I'm happy I've been doing good. So under luck, chapter 117, 118 coverage. Let's go with 117 first. We get the revival of our girl Fuku coming back, but she also breaks down to having the understanding that she has seen everything. Nico, Rip, everyone going for their above and beyond surpassing limit for their loved ones to get them back. Kendall. Did you feel the emotions for this? Did you see her and her cry for help of how everything has been going? I felt like it was on brand, but 117 may have been the most lacking of the chapters of the most recent chapters for me. 
it was just a it was just an over glorified reunion chapter and that's all it was for me the 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 throw in there that oh i was able to feel everything this person is dead why why did it have to be that way i i mean i guess ghosts just messed up the whole concept of of what life and the reality of life and debt was so i guess that they were able to feel everything but i, I don't know I, I don't and i don't like how it, it bled into this new chapter as well because it, it's this feeling of like she's still not prepared to do what needs to get done but i felt like prior to her getting killed she was the most prepared so i just i don't know i i didn't like that i i, I didn't like it for me personally um and y'all know I, I praise on Dead Unlock. I still like it. It was still a great chapter, but it just it wasn't hitting for me. Like I I I feel like it probably was meant to hit, but it might have just been me. Uh, for me, um, it did hit, but it hit more towards what Ava said. It hit the bits and pieces with Nico and his daughter more. With with Fuko, we didn't know she, she was listening and watching throughout the whole turn of events of what everything's been going on. Um, I. I did like the cover page um, for this chapter. It was very nice to see her coming back. This girl's been gone for six months, so it was nice to see our one of our main MC because, you know, it's her, the main lead with Andy, but to see her, our main MC, come back after six months, so it was dope to see. But to see the conversation of how your daughter's saying that she cannot fill the hole that, that when your mom left, that's something real, that whenever you lose your loved one, a lot of dads or a lot of moms that cannot move on and they try to fill that hole, but your kids try to fill that hole for you. Like, hey, dad or mom was gone, but I'm still here for you. No matter what, that's a very hard hole to fill in because you, you're trying to replace it, but you cannot fill it in because that's something that's always going to be empty. And then to see me go to feeling responsible and you're feeling the guilt and the blame, that's something tough. And I... And I get it, I understand it. So that's the one thing I prefer more about the chapter than focal. I understand where you're coming from, but as a father and daughter type of scene, it was very beautiful to see that. And then at the end, to see our girl Tatiana come in and shoot and saying, "Hey, you're the one that should go through the loop." Still, it's because focal feels that overwhelming guilt, seeing that everyone has to go through this trial and tribulation for her to be the one to end and you know restart the loop so that's a lot of yeah. pressure like you having everyone put every single goddamn hand on your shoulders to believe that you're gonna be yeah. against god like that's a lot so that's why yeah, i like more about I, this chapter i just i get where I you're coming from i don't know where her headspace was i don't know where her headspace was i get that she was in that that trapped spirit form but if she was feeling everything she should have understood the assignment I feel like Fuku at this point is mature enough to understand that there were sacrifices that were in place, even though you didn't want those sacrifices. Even we know Fuku is is very much an empath and and feels the feelings of others strongly, but it just I don't know. It, I so mean, that's technically I, part of that's how her unlocked ability like technically works. I would like to add. Have, so. I would right, like to add one exactly. more to that. It's because she also just came back to life, so she also didn't have the chance to express her emotions. So. When she came back, all those emotions just dive into her. And she was like, yo, Andy, this is what we really have to do. Like, all this, like, she didn't have a chance to talk to him. Because, like you said, girls are ghosts. So, girl literally just came back to life to the retrospect. So, that's why she just had to express that all that right away but to I the just, person. I like, just, yo, it just felt like... all this really had to happen for us to get and fight God and restart the loop. So, but Sam, what are your thoughts as well? Because I want to hear 
what did you think of chapter 117? So 117, I agree with Kendall. It was just over, like, over dramatic in the end of Nico's story. Like, oh, yeah, um, I, reg- I lost this fight, so I'm going to be an honorable man and tell you all the secrets how to bring back Fuko. And then, yeah, the daughter comes in like i'm sorry i couldn't fill out the the hole in your heart dad i'm sorry that i'm exactly. not mom to replace and i said and usually you we've seen a lot of these stories where yeah maybe like usually we say you you are enough that my child is enough to help try to fill up the hole that my wife was not able to or my partner were not able to so to speak, Castlevania thing, because that's because usually you have the villain or that story, like, oh, I just suddenly realized I do have a child, you left me a gift kind of thing, situation where but Nico is like, I'm sorry, my daughter, you were not enough. Like it, it hurts too much, and I couldn't let go of my wife, and I couldn't let go of the love that I have for your mom. And I'm sorry that you weren't enough, or more like, no, it's not that you weren't enough, you just weren't a perfect fit for me. And that's that's my problem. It's just that I couldn't adjust and I couldn't change for you to let that happen. And that's um, tough to hear when you're not enough from your own daughter. I mean, from your own father, think that like you wasn't enough. But then, like he did it in a, in an emotional way, where yeah. like it really wasn't your fault. It was just me that I I couldn't let it go. I couldn't. It wasn't possible for me to do it. It you. It was. It really was not you. You were. You would have been the perfect piece that actually fits me whole. The only problem is that I'm. I'm. You can't. I can't let go of the person who really truly had that the heart, my heart piece, that literally perfect fit. I just can't. So, so I, I will say again. To me, the the ending stuff with Nico, like I said in the chat, Chef Kiss, that monologue, that appreciation. Um, all the people from his past coming back. I was like, yo, you're not yeah. about, you're not about to forget this, right? Like, you know, and I think I think that if anything, all of it serves to kind of show where Nico is heading, even though Nico is about to die. I think that's important because I think those are feelings that Fuku does have to take. And I think that's why we have to see Fuku express and kind of get caught up. I think it was executed well. I just didn't care for the over dramatization of it all. Um, but I, I think it was handled really well. And I, I once again, uh, as I keep pointing out as we transition through people's story, it's another interpretation of the power and the depths that love can have. And we see that from now a, a darker perspective on how love can, can, you know, hinder and cripple you from even being able to love on other people that you should be loving on. Um, and I think that's going to be important that we see, we see our next pair show up um, as we go into the next chapter, but we'll we'll get to that afterwards. Um, Sam, have any last thoughts for chapter one seventeen? Because I'm good on my end for one seventeen. Um. So is uh technically ghost gone now, or beat or dead? Yeah, I think um, ghost is technically dead. It's like ghost, since since Nico dies, since he fused with Nico, yeah, ghost Nico... dies because fuse. Yeah, yep. Yep. <laughs> ghost was fused with Nico. Nico is dead. Therefore, Ghost is also now dead. Yeah, because I, I was going to say, like, I, I was also just like, didn't they fuse together and then they don't, I mean, Ghost don't have, like, yeah, he gave him this, a living beating. But yeah, so yeah, you are so alone, right? Oh, guess you're dying again. Oh, okay. I've said my joke. Ghost is ghosted. That's definitely for sure. Ghost has been 
Ghost has been, you know, Casper. Exercised. Exercised. So, with that being the case, um, the end of the chapter, we get, um, I go full continual question that how can I do this on my own? Like, how can I start the loop with you guys? And then our girl Tatiana bleeps out in the leap. And just like Kendall said off screen before, uh, no lie, I'm not the only one as well. I forgot about Billy as well because Kendall said it. Uh, like, yo, we forgot about Billy. And I agree because when our girl Tatiana said, uh, if Mr. Billy said so, he said that undead and unlike will negate destiny. I have faith. And I have faith in you. And then that's the end of chapter 117. And now chapter 118, the newest chapter of today, which is called Define. How do we feel about this about this uh, three on three? How do we feel about um, so I, the squad so, versus the squad? So I really thought it was just two with Unruin and Blood. I didn't realize Shadow was another Uma that was that was with him, that sort of thing. And that that might have been a curveball for me, or I, had, or I just hadn't noticed it much earlier on. Because I really thought it was just blood that was protecting him from the sunlight and stuff like that. Next thing you know, it really was a shadow that... Yeah, I, it, it kind of came up, but it, it flashed by so quickly that I forgot. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a very emphatic reminder. Um, and it was not like a collaborative thing. It was like, no, they're basically fused now. Like, they're, they're on the same page about what they're trying to get, what their goal to accomplish here is, so... It was interesting. It did, it did like okay, so that it did open review. It, it does make you think like oh, so that's how he's able to teleport and travel through the shadows. And stuff. I thought that was Unruin's ability this entire time. So does that mean Unruin's ability is just like Andy? He can't. Yes, he's also they, said, dead they man? said that. They said that before that it's very very similar to Andy's. They didn't say to what extent, but it's been alluded to before. I don't think we've really got in proper context of it. Yeah, right. We we have it. It does make things interesting, though. So maybe he is just like Andy, only more vampirish. Okay, now that makes sense. Like Andy's the zombie. He's the undead zombie, while Unruin's the vampire. That, okay. That's what it is. The undead okay, zombie. That's, the zombie okay, man that's the versus difference. the vampire man. Mm. That's what it is. I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it, Sam. So is Andy slash Victor Dracula? In in the world are like are they the version of Dracula? We think about it. No, ruin unruined would be Dracula. Okay, unruined would be okay. Cool. Well, Andy like, is the fallout undead because he could be under the sunlight and all that other stuff, exposure and everything or, like or, that. Or they're all ex- they're all they're all derivatives of a Dracula. Basically, different facets of what we would know to be Dracula in different universes. They take mm-hmm. on different forms or different embodiments of how you would view dracula and dracula's powers because they really both are kind of they're both on the same side of dracula whereas some lords see dracula to be more of an undead thing there are other lords that that see dracula to be you know a tactician other lords see dracula as the doctor so i think it's just like another facet being shared amongst them um but i don't think that unruin is unkillable though i mean he's weak against the sun literally it's just the vampire Show him the sun, even though no cross, no onion, no garlic, no nothing. Kill it. It's the only viable weakness that Unruin really had was the sun. And man was crazy enough to like want to see the sunrise, have his entire skin burn, and everything like that. So, question though, when he sees blood, shadow, and iron, 
are of one mind and body. Neither will die unless I die. So do they all fuse together as one main body? Is that what it is I'm understanding? That's what I'm thinking. Because for vampires, they probably, he, he's been, he, from what Unruin did was sucking blood, taking up souls for ghosts and all that stuff. But if you have a Uma that's blood and it's having pumping through your vein and everything, I guess that's your fuel. Just your unlimited fuel and blasting that copies Andy's blood manipulation uh, skills. When it comes to shadow, it's like more of the claws, teleportation. Um, so he's go. So he's go the God Butcher. You know, shadow coming out with the shadow creature. I know what you're doing. I, I guess without the sword. Yeah, without. Well, does he have a sword? No, no sword. That, no. Just the. Just the, uh, the just the voices and twisted mind in his own head. So, how do we feel about Tatiana and the Billy confrontation at the end? You mean the re- reunited? Yes, the, the reuniting. Not confrontation. It's more of the reunion. The reunion. That's what I'm thinking, Sam. But how do we feel about the reunion, Kendall? How did you feel? Because you're the one that brought it up to us um, off screen before we went live. About Billy, be like, oh shit, you know, we all forgot about Billy. How did you feel about that? Yeah, uh, as as Alves said in the chat, now it's four on three. <laughs> now it's four on three. Yeah, I feel like um things really so things be, got at a really rapid pace at at a, at a certain point, and I feel like because of that, I just forgot about Billy and his crew altogether, and it's been so focused around Andy and everything with Foucault that like the pace of things, just so much change kept happening, 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 happening that I really just did not think about Billy. I didn't think like in my head, I knew like he was a puzzle on the board, but his name hadn't been brought up specifically in anything. You haven't seen him in, in so many chapters. And then he just comes in and it's just like, Oh yeah. You know, there was another couple, basically another pairing of, of love that that is present and it's like ah man because i really was like damn we really about to she ain't even get to do anything we really about to lose her here in this moment and you know billy steps in they're probably still gonna die but you know billy steps in and it's just like nah i got your back like you know i'm still i know you know whatever whatever but this is the world we talking about this is this is the time where i'm gonna have to be be my my true self because we know that billy has kind of had to put on the load of things basically to try and push forward the betterment of what what he felt was what needed to happen for for the world to get somewhere. I agree with that because yes, yeah, twenty plus is it's, it's twenty plus chapters and a lot has happened. A lot, a lot, so much has happened. Yeah, um, to get to where we are right now, that's, also, that's at least that's at least five different fights. It's also like we, those twenty chapters. What we has also he been also, doing? Uh, collecting the weapons that's that could fight work against God. Okay, okay. So he's been remember so- like the one of the rewards that he gets to keep from the last mission of Ragnarok with the book by killing the like, so spring fall and everything. He's been busy then. I copied. He 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 was collecting. He collected the Aegis shield, and then there was actually two more other weapons that could go against the fight against God. Um. Damn, can you think flashback and then death? You think for him? Wait, it will work for his character. That yeah, it will work. Pa- for his- the pattern happens. They go. It, this pattern seems to happen for the last it's couple pretty, of fights it's, it's already. Been, it's been pretty consistent, fam. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> I think Very either consistent. one, either one or both are going Even, to die. If it's not death, it's definitely left behind for the destruction of the world. So they're gonna still emphatically die. I could definitely see 
Unruh and being stopped by Billy, but you know, both take you kick him down with him in death form. Yo, how wild would it be though? How wild would it be if um Tatiana and Billy survive and they go back in the loop instead? It still it still ends up being about like utilizing Undead Unlock later on. But like, what if they're the ones that end up going back in the so loop wait, instead? I guess, I guess we're, I guess we're renaming this entire series "Untouchable, untouchable and, un- and, and Undefined un- Undefined and Untouchable, <laughs> Undefinable and Untouchable." There we go. <laughs> it, it'd be five, bro. That's a good theory. Insane, but that would be thrown out of the loop. Like you thought these were your main characters, psych. These are your new main characters. New loop, boom. Because technically, Andy cannot die because he's undead. So technically, the only one that's dying is our girl, Fuku. Unless, can Andy share his blood to Fuku and make her undead as well? Or do you think that's too stretched? Stretched. Yeah, okay, that's too stretched. Yeah, I know. I was like, I don't, because I don't, it has to be They kind of like, like, explain where the ability, uh, negation ability doesn't really work on the other person with it. And that sort of stuff. The only thing that has happened like that was Fuku. I and mean, luck. They could fuse somehow, but I think that would mean some type of, I mean, the power of love unites all, I guess. I don't know. Fusing fusing somehow would be the only way. And we've seen several instances of fusing, so maybe. Um, not, John, not too far-fetched. John, it's very funny how you brought up the word Boruto, and I was like, oh, shit, the new chapters might come out this week, and then I look at next week. But Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super says 10 days. Broto don't got a time mark. So there might not be a chapter this month. Yeah, so, it doesn't have a shit. time mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It don't say no 10 days, no 9 days, no nothing. So it's like either Shonen Jump, the app is not saying it, or there's no new chapter this month. So that's just a funny thing I just saw. So since you brought it up, I brought it up too. So that's just a funny thing. And Kendall just did like, fuck Broto in the sub, um, you know, sub lines right there. But with that being said, um, any last thoughts about our boy Billy and Tatiana or crazy theories that we're trying to come up with right now? I mean, while like while Billy is fighting Unruin, I guess the other other members of Under are fighting the Seal because I don't know who um who's that Thank other you. person that's also fights Seal. I I don't remember uh what's his face. Talking what are you talking about, about? This, talking about from this chapter? Yeah, she, like Tatiana mentioned him or something like that. Um, Where? Who's Phil? Yeah, who's yeah. Phil? Can you tell me the page? Oh, uh, page three. If you were like, oh, yo, Phil, fight Seal. Or like, who's Phil? You have to say that. He's oh, unfeeled, loaded the one that's loaded artifacts. with the artifacts. Oh, I, I never, I never knew that. I didn't know that either. I didn't know there was a name. I must have missed. Hair. Um, I'm yeah, no, I just I missed them ever giving the name Phil. I just I just knew Unfeel was a thing. But now that you said that, I I know what you mean. Maybe. Wait, is wait is Phil the guy that yeah. had like the antenna type of backpack that always hung around Definitely. with Billy? Is that him? Definitely. Maybe because if you look at page five in the top left corner, he's the, he was like a baby thing that's sucking his thumb. Ah, that's um yeah, I remember. Uh, that's a background character. That is the definition of a side character that you don't remember. Oh, or... that's Tella. No, that's Tella. Or Again, I don't know. I don't know her either. Yeah, I don't know her either. Me, but... I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah, I confused me because I forgot about Teladon. Shit, I forgot about Teladon. I guess there's some characters that are not that important that are kind of forget about that. I, I, I mean, like, if you would just show me a picture, maybe, but I didn't see, I don't think I've seen. Phil, no? Which is why I'm curious to learn about Phil's body and backup. Like, so I do remember about the baby type of doll, type of teller. I just totally forgot about, I do remember Phil talking about Phil is, I feel like, I feel like Phil is the character that I think I'm remembering that has the backpack that used to hang around with Billy and everything and has antenna. I feel like he's the tech whiz and maybe. So if I'm wrong, obviously, let me know. But other than that being the case, uh, any last thoughts about Under Unluck before we transition to our favorite chapter of the week? Um, I don't think it was like there's nobody else that's up to opponent in this sort of speak. I think it's just going to be Billy, Andy, Fuko, Tatiana versus Unruined Blood Shadow. It's, there shouldn't be any other boss unless God is going to throw more Umas um, in a way or God showing up himself in this sort of. It just really depends on what's going to be next with the next battle and the loop coming on coast. We did say the loop might be happening in chapter 120. That's my guess. Right now, this moment, if you ask me what's my crazy theory right now, so I'm going to spit at you. I think that's a little too soon. You might want, because they kind of stretch out some of these so, fights and emotional so, stories and background too. The loop will happen in chapter 120 or 122. The reason I say that, because back when we had the creator mangaka, the creator mangaka back in the arc in chapter around 50, they had 120 volumes or, or so. So, um, they couldn't do more because they couldn't tell what's after the loop. So if if they're out stretching the fight, my guess is still 120 or 122 will be the start of the loop. That's my guess. Uh, I would I would push it to say possibly 129. Okay, so Sam, I say 122. Of when the loop before the loop or, or I'm start the loop loop, start, loop start. starts around 129. What's your number? From where the pace is going, story, they're going to probably use the rest of the member of Under as other fathers to handle the other distractions and other stuff like that. Especially because of Shen's master or teacher is now starting to learn about the souls and spirits and everybody else getting stronger and stuff like that. But that'll be quick. I feel like you're leading on to well, like 127, 126 is what I feel like you're leading into. I say a little more. I'm going to say 130. I was like, this fight is going to probably last three chapters, four tops. And then right. there's probably going to be even more backstory about Unruin. Like we find, we never really learned much about Unruin. Oh, we have an hour. That's why I'm thinking. You like, know, that's that's, that's going to be a couple of you, chapters too. Now that you've. Now that you said that, I could see it even pushing a little further. Yeah, I, 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 I was, I'm, I'm with you. The one twenty six ish mark is probably I thought like would be the chatter and the interaction with the actual loop itself starting in like okay. one twenty eight, one twenty nine. But now hearing Sam say that, it could be even a little bit further out. But they don't waste time, so I just don't see, I but, don't see this this fight needing to be as drawn out as Agree. the previous fights and we already see that um uh tatiana's outside of her 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 sphere billy's already present we've already we've gotten a lot of reveals in this chapter that i think happened in several chapters in previous fights 
So I, I, I'm going to stick with my 128-129 prediction. But Sam might be right. A solid 130 is probably like right where that might happen. I also like what Avis brought up because we know with the series, the mangaka <laughs> likes to bring uh, the mangaka likes to bring the series into a full type of loop, you know, full circle, pun intended. So I guess in the month of the in-universe of the series is where they're met, Andy and Fuku. So if you want to actually go timeline-wise, it will be very um on the nose if they start to loop in the same month they met a year later. So it would be pretty wild if it actually gets to that point where they can actually do the maybe chapter 126 in the month of August if they don't take any more breaks in the next couple of weeks. I don't mind that. So it, if the month of August could still be 126 to 129 or 130. So it depends on where we go. So honestly, great chapters today of the Weekly Shonen Jump. Now, let's transition to our favorite chapter of the week. What do we all think of any of the series? Um, Alien Area, uh, Me and Robocop, Sacramento Days, um, Doran Doran, Witch Watch, Mr. Cure Family, Blue Box, Smartphone, Earth Child, not going to name the high school one, uh, Mashup, Six Ps, and a short chapter of Fire Family came out today. So what's everyone's favorite chapter that came out this week? In honor of our, our good bro, Anarchy Smash, I will push the My Hero Academia agenda as it was the best chapter simply because Bakugo was in it. Carry on. Wow. Uh, and John, um, I don't know if who's excited for Black Clover, but I praise to you because I know you are. But us three here in the panel, uh, but I don't know about that because Sam hasn't even touched Black Clover and I'm not even sure if Sam has such, has such one piece to catch up to. So I'm not even sure if Black Clover is up there for any of us being hyped for it. But overall, I'm I'm happy for anybody who's excited for it. Not sure if we will still cover it on on a random basis overall. But definitely, you know what? My chapter of the week is definitely uh JJK. It is my chapter of the week. Um, chapter one ninety hit the mail. Kendall Sam when they said that it gave you a bit of everything. The character, the next things. And bring back characters that we saw and we were curious to know where they were at. Boom, Mikey. So we got a mix of everything, comedy, information, lore, and what's the next steps of the killing game. So it was a nice dive into the chapter of chapter 190. I really loved it. And it was great information overall. If I could also put a nice little shout out. Alien Area. Um, I don't know if you have still reading it, um, but chapter six was really intriguing to the technology. The art is improving um, slightly as well. And big interested to hope this series continues because it has that little um, alien type of feel and is very bit kind of very differently to what we get from the weekly show of other series. So yeah, I yeah. Hope- shout out, shout out to Knox and them because I saw that they um they announced that they're gonna be covering it um in their weekly, oh, their they weekly are? coverage. Nice. Yeah, so uh if that tells you nothing, for those who are wondering if they should pick it up, that's I think that's a good man, premise about, to pick it up. Hopefully, hopefully they don't have that little curse on them because you know Ayashima they covered that and then boom axe. So hopefully, I mean we we all I think we all as 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 fans of like manga in general we see the potential for certain series, but the potential doesn't always match the algorithm and people's taste. If it was just 
we're almost like well, we're almost well we are we are basically critics at uh, critics at this point so we're looking at something different than what the casual we're the rotten tomatoes <laughs> of 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 the manga universe at this point we're being a lot more hypercritical and a lot more invested in certain aspects of the mangas that the casual reader is not is not caring about at all agree sam what's your chapter of the week what did you think because you did not get your one punch man so i know that ain't your chapter of the week so what's yours i mean that would have been my top chapter because from what i've seen oh yeah the leaks are out yeah 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 i didn't get to read leaks neither and like Holy shit. <laughs> Serious Saitama. But um Yeah, those I, fission punches were something nasty, bro. Those serious that the, the serious series is serious. And then um since there was no one punch man, kaiju number eight, that lore was really good. I agree. That you lore information was needed for kaiju number eight, especially with the transitioning from uh uh Kafka's friend. Who's holding number six? Transitioning back to Kafka and the whole training series, the whole discovery thing, learning about the past, and a good chance of a predecessor kaiju, number eight uh, slash human. I would like to know what happened to the human. Did he go? Did he die? Go full kaiju elimination kind of thing. But you know, uh, what if he's number nine? Ooh, spicy takes out. Oh, they're a nice spicy one. They're going there, Sam. You know, before we end the show, he hit mic what drop. Number nine, no, mic drop. <laughs> That'd be interesting for sure. So, um, any last thoughts, Sam? Before I say something else, um, that's really it. Uh, Sakamoto Days actually had a really good fight chapter too, and it's uh not because of Sakamoto doing the fight himself, but um, his best friend. Part of the assassin crew has also been have been fighting a lot of good art in that um a lot of good a- uh, action art within sakamoto day's chapters recently it's been very good yes so those are two things i was going to bring up alvis one thing as a reminder again shonen jump chapters will be coming on next monday but as for those who know we work most of us work on the monday morning afternoon we have day jobs so most likely we'll be doing the show that Monday night. Yo, we cannot wait. Is this next week we're talking about? Yeah, next Monday. Damn, never mind. We got another. We still got another week, right? For this chance I'm in this week or next I was, week? I was gonna get the other this downfield. week. This Tuesday. Oh, let's 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 do let's just wait. Let's just like combine the episodes. Can so we you, do that? Uh, we're gonna talk about it off screen. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah, talk about that. yeah, so yeah. um, if anything, guys, next Monday instead, we'll be doing it Tuesday night and do um, Chainsaw Man. But for this week, um, I'm gonna see if the team could at least do a Tuesday night review of Chainsaw Man, whoever has read it. So, like Kendall just got excited about Chainsaw Man part two returns on Jump Plus on this Tuesday. For those that are excited, the leaks are out already. So, if you can go check and read the unofficial, go ahead. But if you want to be patient, wait, the official chapter comes out this Tuesday. Uh, morning, afternoon. I'm not sure if they have a time slot yet ready for it, but definitely the Chainsaw Man Part 2 chapters out uh, will be coming this Tuesday. I think that's the in 12th, I believe. The 12th? Yes, the 12th of Tuesday of July. The third thing, um, if you've been enjoying the series, Ruby Dragon is taking a week break, so it will not be coming back next week. It'll be coming back issue 34. So uh, for health issues for the mangaka, so send best wishes and everything if you've been enjoying the series. I've been reading it. 
I've been having fun with it, but sadly, it's taking a week break. People need to remember these type of jobs take a toll on you and the mental and your health stay. So please take your um take your lifestyle very seriously and take care of your human body. Other than that, the same time as one piece of black clover or purple. Yeah, look, look at that. Three um uh, look at that. Three series coming back in the same week. So it just works out. Two um you know two series I care about black curse. Let's see what's all about for the last saga, last arc. So, yes, John, especially for a new mangaka doing Redragon and you're taking a week break already this early on. So, we just got to hope for the best. And um, also, hey, hey, now to be fair, Kaiju came out the gates being every three weeks. Um, so true. to be to be fair, doing doing finally taking a break, I think it's I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. And since this kind of works to say, because we're gonna also give our we're we're also gonna give our condolence for on this Wednesday. We're gonna be able to talk about it, but since this is a shonen jump type of podcast, rest in peace to the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! Um he passed away this past week. Um I have three um mats from Sam that I got gift from Yu-Gi-Oh! And it's rest in peace for the series. I, I have Yami right here so for those that know that if you grew up with Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon rest in peace to the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh um I do not know the name on top of my head so my apologies but I do not want to try I do not want to try and butcher it either so I just want to say rest in peace to the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh he died at at such a young age that's a beautiful 60. look at that yeah I was gonna say six years old young age but hey, when you work in this industry, it's very tough. So rest in peace to the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! And hopefully you guys continue to join the series and the spin-offs that it continues to evolve. No matter how much I say the series in the beginning are slow, but like Kendall have explained to me, that's the reason because they're building up the lore of each of the new seasons that always come out. So go check them out. Go right down below. Hit us up. Which is, which is your favorite spin-off? The main series, 5Ds, GX, Zexo, and I'm not going to try to name the other ones because those are those are all the ones I remember on top of my head, guys. So other than that, hope you guys enjoy a great podcast of Shonen Ronin episode 48. We cover all the weekly Shonen Jump issues of 40, uh, 32 and last week MHA and Kajun Array and hope to see you this Tuesday maybe on a change summer review and the weekly, sorry, and the anime podcast this Wednesday. we see you guys on the next one. Subscribe to the channel. Sukuna is the most petty.